0: Hey everyone, it's Nikki Klosser here, and your Clubhouse episode this week is with, of course, your hosts, Ashley Taylor and Kevin Conde, and their guest was Angie Witten, and Angie is one of the kindest, nicest people I have ever met through the whole photography industry, and she talks all about networking, marketing, and mindset. It was a fantastic interview, and I hope you enjoy Angie, Ashley, and Kevin.
1: Welcome everyone to the Portrait System Podcast Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with The Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Kloster hosts our Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for The Portrait System. Ashley, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great today, and I'm so excited to have Angie as our special guest, Angie Witten from My Harmony Photography. <laughs> Hello, Hello
3: I'm so excited to be here. I love you both so much, so I'm excited we to talk love to you.
2: both of
1: you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are, as, as you just said, we are both so excited to have you on with us, and not to grow your ego as large as mine. <laughs> um but you are such a treasure to this community. You're so Aww. giving of your time, the manner in which you cheer everyone on, new members or longtime members—it doesn't matter. I have you. I have seen you be absolutely positive to everyone that crosses your path.
3: Thank you so That's much. Good. That means everything to me, Kevin. I appreciate that. No <laughs> it's kind of my goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, having done my research, it appears that.
1: In the time that you've been with SBE, you've come a long way. And Mm -hmm. I want to see what parts were already there and what parts you had to build upon to get where you are now. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh So,
1: sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So you had made a post in 2021 saying that when you first attended the Portrait Masters in 2019, that you were struggling to make $400 a session but now are close to averaging almost 3,000 a session. So over the next hour, I want to go through your experience of changing your mindset and your confidence level to go from the 400 to 3,000 a session. Absolutely. So in 2019, what was your mindset and confidence level like when it came to business?
3: I uh, Back in 2019, this month is actually my seven-year anniversary of being in business, and it took me a long time to actually start doing the work in the proper order. Um, I'm lucky enough to have been following Sue since pretty much day one of opening my photography business, Um, but it took a long time for that self-value to kick in, and um, in 2019, I was still of the scarcity mindset. I was not coming from a position of abundance. I was coming from where's the next gig, how, you know, how much do I need to cover my studio bills and those kind of things, instead of focusing as much on the experience that I was giving to my clients. So I was being not completely transactional, but more transactional than relationship. And I've completely shifted that over the last couple of years.
2: How do you think that you were able to shift? Like, because I think it's easy to say, like, I grew my value, right? Like, I right. decide to come from abundance, and then there's people who are still stuck in that scarcity place, and it's like, but how? <laughs> you know, for sure,
3: for sure. So I would say um, you have got to trust the process. We are given in the Sue Bryce Portrait System community all of the tools that we need to succeed. And um, there's going to be self-doubt. And I spent a lot of time focusing on what other photographers thought I should do or if I was good enough for, um, you know, not necessarily for my clients, but more like, was I good enough in the industry? And I realized about two years ago that of all of the modules and sections that are available to us with SBE, the self-value is the most important one. And Mm -hmm. I had put that on the back burner because I thought, well, I need to master posing and lighting and studio setup and, you know, hair and makeup and all those things, which are important as well. But the self-value is, I mean, it's pivotal in how far you can go once you actually stand in the belief and just kind of jump off and know that it's going to work, which is super scary. (laughs) But um, I mean, what do you have to lose? That's kind of how I felt. Yeah,
2: I love that. I think um, you know, I've seen a lot of posts over the years and and recently sometimes where people will say this just isn't working for me. Why why am I not getting clients? And then, you know, uh, of, of course someone will comment with like you got to work on your self-value. And then the person will <laughs> reply, I have, I'm fine on my self-value, but it always seems like when you dig a little deeper, there is an underlying value issue so like what at what point did you realize like oh this is I don't have this in check like
3: I do need to work on this I love how Sue says that um you're being stinky and yeah <laughs> like, that you're kind of like repelling people because they like they're going to pick up on the energy that you're putting out there and um just really looking at my processes and do I want to be serious about running a successful business or do I just like being a photographer? And I was like, I want to be the best that I can be. I'm always striving to get better. I'm a serial student is what I say. Um, I never want to stop growing. So I knew that I had a lot of the technical stuff down and then I just had to trust. So it's just kind of, you know, it's a leap of faith, which sounds cliche, but trusting the process and actually doing it Um, and just, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen, especially during COVID. I took the first part of COVID, you know, first we all freaked out Mm -hmm. and what are we going to do? How are we going to make this happen? And trying to figure out how to do photography in different ways. Like, I know Ashley, you were doing like Zoom sessions, like virtual sessions through Zoom, which was so creative. (laughs) And, um, I had my panic and then my husband talked me down and then I said, okay, what can I do while I'm at home, not doing photography? To help my business, so I got all of my workflows and my processes and my guides and everything set up so that it's more automated, and I can spend more time in doing things like marketing or updating social media or um, blog posts and such. Mm -hmm. So
1: let's dig a little deeper into that. When you say you you've got all your practices and everything in line, and you're you know, what exactly was it that you're like, okay, this is the part that I didn't really need to fix and what steps
3: did you take to actually make that happen? That's a great question. Um, So I noticed that the first thing that I was kind of having a gap in my system was lead uh, response. So I wanted to make sure that I had a really solid client guide for each of the genres that I shoot so that it would answer a lot of questions and show my work, but still leave enough questions where they still have to talk to me. And then just setting up, um, I use 17 hats. So setting up a workflow based on what genre the inquiry is in, it just kicks out an automated workflow. And there, I think there are like 17 steps in each one and getting that all dialed in. Like what are all of the touch points that I want my clients to have from the time they inquire with me to the time Uh, It's 90 days after their session is over. And just writing that all down. And, you know, it's a lot of work to dig in and do that. But it's worth it because it saves me so much time now.
2: Yeah, it's like an investment on the front end to save you a lot of time on the back end. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I really love that you pointed that out. And it's funny because, like, hearing you say that made me be like, yeah, I have things dialed in and... I feel like I could still go back and dial them in more because it's funny, like no matter how long you've been in business, it's, it it doesn't mean that you can't go to the next level or you can't refine things or you can't look back on something and say like, can I do this better or easier right. or more automated or um, like I've also over the years grown more confident in sending out information to clients before we get on the phone like I used to really not want them to have any any info so we (laughs) had to get on the phone right now I'm like I don't have time to get on the phone with everyone so like I want you to be pretty educated before we get on the phone and for me that was like a big mindset shift in having the confidence that like someone seeing a number right away wouldn't scare them off
3: And they'd
2: look at my work and they'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. And they'd continue forward. So I think what you're saying is just so, is so key because no matter what level someone's at in business, there's always like time to reevaluate and level up.
3: Right. And what I love about the guide is you're not just sending a price list because each of my guides talks about the whole process of, you know, how do you prepare for the shoot? What do you bring? Um, How does hair and makeup go? How you know, what happens afterwards. So it walks them through. So they're seeing the value in uh, the process or not, I'm sorry, not the process, the experience that I'm giving them Mm -hmm. at the same time that they're seeing the prices. So they understand that it's not necessarily just a shoot and burn kind of situation. They know it's a whole experience.
2: Yeah, exactly. I love
1: that.
3: I wanted to ask you you. as you are,
1: setting everything up and getting everything kind of in line for yourself. Did you ever experience any setbacks or speed bumps that you were able ultimately to learn from? And did did anything ever like derail your mindset in all of that?
3: Um, I think we all get derailed occasionally and you just have to pick up and do the next thing. I did have, when I was setting up workflows, I realized that I didn't want everything just completely automated because it might kick out an email that wasn't necessarily specific to that client. Mm -hmm. So like if I did a same day reveal and then they get them the email two weeks later, your photos are ready to come in for your ordering session, book it here. And it's like, they already did that. So just noticing like, Oh, not all of it can be completely automated and I have to pay attention with each client. um, If, if the workflow needs to be customized for them, so it's not sending out things that don't pertain to them.
2: I've had that happen once or two times Angie or like or usually mine is like uh yeah like I'll be in touch like soon for your reveal but they yeah we did a same day and they're like what's this additional reveal and I'm just like oh I wrote that on (laughs) autopilot so sorry like oh so embarrassing (laughs) right it's like sometimes automation is amazing and sometimes it it
3: messes you up (laughs) I would say my biggest speed bump though, Kevin, is I have um, phone anxiety. So doing phone calls is not something that's, um, I'm working with a specialist right now, but I have a lot of anxiety with just being on calls. So I have an amazing assistant that now fields all of my calls. And she's also my assistant at the studio. Um, Actually, she's in the room. Her name's Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. And uh, she's. uh, we're bringing her on as my associate photographer as well. So- Um, just kind of handing off like what my biggest hurdle was because I was putting off phone calls um, and you can't afford to do that. So just figuring out where your weaknesses are and finding a way to overcome them.
2: Could you actually, because I I love this, I think so many people can relate to this and I think also like bringing in team members and scaling your business in that way can be really uh, daunting, scary, intimidating for people. Can you talk a little bit about how you found Rebecca, how you knew you could afford to outsource this particular thing that was your hurdle.
3: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So Rebecca actually approached me, uh, I think about two years ago, she can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, saying that she was, um, she was new in photography and she was looking for somebody to mentor her. And she is a stellar makeup artist. And she offered to trade doing makeup to shadow me in the studio. And I said, how about this? I don't want to trade the makeup. I want to pay you for that because I, you know, you have to make sure somebody's going to show up. So I I didn't know her at this point. Um, So I was like, let me pay you for the makeup. And then if you want to stay for the session, you can assist me by like moving backdrops or lights or whatnot. And then you can just watch what I do. And that we've been doing that for over a year now. And um, it has just transitioned into where, her biggest hurdle is self value, ironically. So um, my goal is just showing her that she's as good as she is. And mm-hmm. now it's gotten to the point where if I'm either booked, or um, somebody, uh, I'm not within their price range, then they have the option of having her as an associate photographer, which is a different price sheet. And um, then she takes this session, and then we do a commission on that.
1: No, I, I kind of wanted to go back to the phone anxiety thing. I, I think that's something that I don't want to overlook yeah. is how did you, obviously, as soon as you got Rebecca, it was, it was fantastic to be able to have someone to be able to pass that on to, to so you don't have to do it. But as you're right. growing, you might not be able to give that to somebody. You might not be able to outsource that uh, to someone. How did you, or did you handle answering the phone did you ignore the phone calls we were you like you know nope nope not gonna do it or was well it just, i would uh
3: go ahead. sorry god no you're good sorry
1: <laughs> no, no no i was just wondering it was it extreme anxiety just but nevertheless went
3: through it um so it's just kind of gotten it's it, it stems from a car accident i was in um about six years ago and just the ptsd afterwards so um it's gotten worse over the last few years. So recognizing that, and I noticed that I was putting off calling people back and I wasn't answering if it was a call I didn't know. And I know that if people don't get their call answered, they're just going to keep going down the list. So I knew I was missing out on business by doing that. So I was like, well, how do I, how do I figure this out? And I temporarily hired a VA, but the only issue there was she didn't understand the whole, experience and process because she hadn't mm-hmm. been through it. So we were kind of hitting some roadblocks um with her workflow and then Rebecca and I talked because she was at this point assisting me here at the studio and um it made sense to transition that to her. So yeah, I I I can do calls if I need to. I can, you know, put on my big girl panties and do it, but um I certainly don't like to. <laughs> but
2: Yeah, I love this and I commend you so much for it because I think this is like back to Sue saying find a way. Like, yeah, it's okay to have a block and recognize it. And it's not something that has to be debilitating. There can be a solution if you're open to finding it and you are open to finding it. And I think that that's really amazing so many people don't get help when they need it don't want to ask for help think they can just push through and do it themselves whether it's they don't want to pay for the extra service or they're afraid to let go of the control so it takes a lot of I think courage and confidence actually in your CEO mindset to be able to
3: outsource this so I love this thank you yeah. And it's not something I love admitting because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a fault or a, a handicap or whatever, but it's part of my reality. And if somebody can learn from that, I've learned that if I use um, earbuds, it's easier for me. I, I, I can do a zoom call, but um, anytime there's potential for confrontation or anything, it just, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm working on it though. <laughs> does,
1: does that extend
3: to zoom calls
1: or is it just a regular phone call?
3: No. Oh. no, I'm great with zoom. It's I, it's like the action of having the phone to the ear. So, mm-hmm. it's one of those just quirky things that uh, you know we all have our things.
2: Yeah, but, anxiety doesn't always make sense. I have anxiety, right? Too, and it, it shows up in ways sometimes where you're like, "This doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why I think right we now?" Talked about it before, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, The other question I had about Rebecca, just to, like, circle back to that, is how did you um, not feel, I'm trying to think about the best way to phrase this, but, like, did you ever have this feeling when she contacted you, like, oh, no, this woman's going to come along, shadow me, steal my secrets, (laughs) (laughs) Um, steal my business, you know, because I think that that would be – a common reaction. And like in full transparency, I've had photographers in my town, like ask to like be my assistant. And I'm usually like, I don't know, you know, like right. I, I do you have to pause on it for a second? If I'm yeah. being honest.
3: Well, I do. um I have people reach out to me every month or two asking if I'm looking for an apprentice or an assistant. And what I do every single time is I say, um, here's a link to an education site and I send them to SBE and I say, um, watch some videos and come back to me and tell me what you learned or what you think. And if they do the homework, I'll have a meeting with them. Um, but really like anything that they want to learn from me is going to be on the portrait system website. Yeah. So, and I like, I don't necessarily have time to train a bunch of people, but Rebecca came at me with, here is what I want to do for you instead of here's what I want from you. And I think that's the best way to approach something like this. If you're looking for mentoring um, and as soon as I got to know her, she's just, she's incredibly trustworthy. She's one of the kindest people I know. And uh, if you met her, like Kevin's going to meet her cause uh, she'll be at WPPI with me, but um, she doesn't have that in her to take from me. And I trust her completely.
2: I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) I want to just go ahead and reintroduce you in case there are any new guests joining us. Today, we're talking with Angie Witten of My Harmony Photography. And um, so let's talk about actually your participation in conferences, education, shootout, community, because you're always there. You're always like (laughs) <laughs> getting the new course, you're always showing up to, you know, the different events, and I, I love that so much about you. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm,
3: I'm obsessed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. So I was just wondering, yeah. like, um, how do you feel like the consistency with which you show up for events, learning community has had an actual impact on
3: your business success? Right, I um, I think that my superpower is networking and connecting people, and I do that really well in the networking group that I'm in. And I realized after my first Portrait Masters conference, um, the first one I went to, I was more of a fly on the wall. I was afraid to go introduce myself to people. I was starstruck and things like that. And then the next one I went to, I walked in the same way I do in the networking group, like some of these people at the end of the week are going to become some of my best friends and I don't even know who they are yet. And so I look through the room, like which one of these people is going to be super important to me in a year and just creating relationships with them, like being, you know, talking to the models, Um, you know, they're human and, you know, just creating relationships. I'm obsessed with people. I love people so much. And if you walk in crackling with opportunity of creating relationships, um, I think that it benefits you more than, like, which shots am I going to get from my portfolio? It's building a foundation of um, camaraderie, which is really kind of the most important thing to me, is relationships. <laughs> I love that. I,
1: Thank I think you. that's a very interesting... Um mindset to have when coming into a group of people is, mm. is how, but my question is, how do you get to that? If you're someone that is an introvert, someone that is, you know, more quiet or more timid, how are you able to then reach out to these people to create that, that relationship moving forward?
3: Right. So um, this last portrait masters, the shootout in Phoenix, Um, I told in the group, because they create a private group, uh, for those of you that haven't been, I said, if you don't know anyone, I'm going to be the one with the blue hair. So come find me and then you'll know one person. So I had quite a few people come up and say, you're Angie, you're the one with the blue hair. And it's like, yeah. And then I would just kind of take them under my wing. And I remember the day that I got there, I was in the lobby and I intentionally wore a portrait master shirt so that people would know if they were There for that, they would know that I was there for that as well. And I had people kind of shyly come up and I would just kind of bring them into the fold. And it's like, hey, we're going to go to lunch. Do you guys want to come too? And just including people. So nobody, like if I have the opportunity to bring somebody from the sidelines in, if they want to be in, I'm going to take it every time. Because that to me, we're all there um, for different reasons. But for me, it's like if everybody feels like they have a, you know, someone to talk to, or they're not feeling like they're there by themselves. Uh, I think it's more enjoyable for everyone. I guess
1: that that is true. I remember seeing you in the lobby and being very social with everyone there. And I remember Thank when you. that that group first started. I kind of felt the same way because mm. I know what it's been to be the the fly on the wall, the wallflower. And for anyone that might have been in that group, you know, I I. I'm always very high on myself, but that's all just in jest, you know, I know where I right. am in my, in, in my world and everything. And I don't feel I am particularly special in any specific way. Not, not to knock myself or anything like that.
3: I just, I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I feel I'm approachable and I wanted to make that, that, opportunity available for people I remember making a video introduction because I believe that being able to see someone and hear them is an opportunity to really get to know them a lot better than you would via text you know right so I invited everyone like look if you see me don't be nervous you might have heard me before on the podcast don't worry about that I'm extremely approachable Don't say hi And I feel you did the exact same thing in your approach to how you uh, networked and communicated with everyone throughout the entire shootout.
3: Thank you. And I just remember my first Portrait Masters, I felt kind of like, is it okay if I go talk to those people? So I knew that if there were other people feeling that, I was going to try to find them. And just like somebody was, um, they saw Alice and they were like, Oh my gosh, that's Alice Perna And I was like, do you want to meet her? Like, come on over. I'll introduce you. And it like, that's the kind of thing that I love doing is connecting people so that they can have the best time that they can have at something like that. I love that. That's just like so kind. Thank you. <laughs> well, well I, I just, I love people, Ashley. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. And like, I did both of the shootouts because I have that much FOMO. <laughs> I, I do remember that. I was—I think I was the first one. I texted George like, hey, so what's the deal if we want to go to both? Um, and I, on the fourth day, so I had already done three days of shooting the bays. I spent the whole fourth day um, connecting with people and getting to know people and taking behind the scenes for them. So I think I maybe took like 20 shots that day because I was spending more time like um, seeing if people needed anything or, you know, like doing the behind the scenes video for them. So they'd have content and stuff like that. And and that's the kind of stuff that makes me happy is helping people in that way too. (laughs) And do you believe by
1: doing that and doing that for people helps, helps you grow in business and in your personal life? Would you say?
3: I mean, I don't think it hurts. I don't, I don't do it with that intention, but like if, what you put out there is going to come back to you. And, you know, like in networking, when I first started, I would walk into the room and I'm like a good referral for me is somebody who's pregnant or celebrating an anniversary. And now I've learned to just listen more than I talk. Everybody in that room it has like 400 businesses in it. Everybody in that room knows who I am because I have made myself known within that networking community. And my whole thing is everybody knows I'm a photographer, so they'll let me know when they need me. And I can't remember the last time I went to one of the meetings where I didn't get either a consultation or a booking out of it. I think because I'm not looking for the transaction, I'm just going there to authentically meet people. I think that helps.
2: (laughs) And Angie, can you talk a little bit about... You talked a little bit about how you approach networking, but how much of your business is coming from your networking connections?
3: That networking group, I get 68% of my business out of there.
2: Oh, wow. So like yeah, the vast majority of people are coming from your networking group.
3: Right. Is I it a, a, a BNI or? No, It's a it's an independent. I wish they were all over the place because I feel like it's just, it's such an incredible group. It has, I think, 400 businesses in it. They have two meetings a week in person at a casino. And pre-COVID, we would have like 130 people in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, this last week, we had, I think, 76. So um, it's just kind of a casual. It's not like one person per industry like B&I. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. B&I is a little too structured for me. I'm a little like crazier than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a wild child. I don't like as much structure. So... Um, this one is, it works for me. And, um, I remember the owner of the group, he, he does a boot camp, uh, where he teaches people how to be a better networker. And he's turned into one of my best friends. His name is Kieran and he's just an incredible human. Um, but I remember him saying that the most valuable real estate in the room is where he's standing because he's leading the group. So a few days later, I went to him and I said, how do I stand where you're standing? And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, if you go out of town, how do I run the meeting? And he's like, well, you ask. So now when they go out of town, which is pretty often because they're travel agents, I get to run the meeting. So people in there know that I'm, first of all, trusted by the owners of the group. And they see me all the time, because I'm up there. So I think that I've like without being tactical, I've positioned myself in a way that um, I have more visibility within there.
1: That's, that's fantastic. And and thank you. I don't believe that there's anything wrong with being tactical. I mean, we're all in this for business and right. It's fantastic to be able to, to be able to approach people via networking and be authentic, be our own authentic selves. But you know, tactics is how how you become successful in business, you know?
3: Right, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair.
1: So, <laughs> but <take> h- <laughs> how did you how did you find this group? Is it something that you found on Facebook? Is it something that you learned through the Chamber of Commerce? How did you find your group that has 400 people and, you know, isn't a BNI? Right. I um I
3: was in a Chamber of Commerce and had booked a an engagement session from within um, the chamber of commerce. And when I was doing the engagement session, the groom said, you would be a great fit for this group. And he invited me, I think I had been in business like three months and I just kind of jumped in with both feet and, you know, like faked it till I made it. Like people are like, do you do headshots? Sure, you bet. (laughs) Like I got to figure out how to do headshots, you know? So I let that market tell me what I needed to, um, do to serve them. And it's, I mean, they're just such an incredible community. I would look, I would recommend people look for, um, I know a lot of people do great in BNI and chamber of commerce, but I would look to see if maybe there is a networking group local to you that, um, might be something that's a little bit different. So I, I think that, um, there's lots of different streams of networking and that happens to be the one that is my tribe, but I'm sure that there are other groups out there that um, people would vibe with.
2: And like Sue talks about, you can always start your own. Sure. Networking group. If there truly isn't, I mean, if you're motivated enough, I guess. And (laughs) uh, if, um, you know, there isn't something that is suiting your needs, like before the pandemic, It wasn't because I wasn't networking, but I had started doing a lot of um, in-person events at my studio really regularly, like once every couple weeks. And I would reach out to, you know, at that point in my business, I'd grown so many contacts. So I would reach out to my personal brand clients who I knew were like women business owners and just be like, hey, will you give a talk at my studio? And it wasn't exactly like official networking group where I named it or anything like that right that's kind of what it was um my studio as you know yeah it was my studio (laughs) as you know is very small and it's not super covid friendly to shove people uh now so it makes
3: sense right (laughs) yeah
2: yeah but that's why I stopped doing it because I was like I don't know about like shoving like 15, 20 people in this like 400 square foot room <laughs> right. right now um but it's something I I really miss doing because it was a great way to get people to see my studio and sure um it was a great way to meet people it was a great way to give back by giving my clients a platform to speak right. on so there's lots of ways to get creative with things if um you know, people can't find a traditional networking group right. that works for them. Yeah.
3: But uh, yeah, it's uh I would I think there's like pink polka dot groups too or something. Oh,
2: I've, not, I've not heard of that.
3: Yeah, it's like women groups that are it's like a it's kinda like B and I, but it's ladies only, I believe. So that might be something to look into. Oh got it, but yeah. For I, me, networking is my superpower, so that is where I'm the most comfortable Um, pitching my wares. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said that's like
2: about 70% of your business. So what about the rest? If you don't mind me asking, like what are the sources you use?
3: Um, One thing that I did at the beginning of COVID is I invested in getting my website rebuilt um, because I had kind of hack jobbed it together and it was good enough, but I knew that SEO and everything was important. So I found somebody within that networking group And she built me a beautiful site. Um, I had all of these ideas, as you can imagine. I was just throwing them at her left and right. And she was able to implement them all and build out exactly what I was looking for better than I could have ever envisioned. And she built SEO into it. So I used to get um, like maybe one or two Google leads a week. And now I'm getting, you know, five to 10 a day. And oh, the wow. only thing that is, I know because she <laughs> does the, I know it's crazy because she does the SEO and, um, I'm blogging every week and she changes the content and she makes sure that it's always updated. That was something that was, you know, it kind of, you know, it only hurts once when you're paying for something like that, you know, it's it stung a little bit, but it is paid for itself like 20 fold at least. Um, so that's where I'm getting a lot of my, and I don't do Google ads, this is just through organic searches. Um, Ashley, I did get your Facebook ads course, and I am oh, loving it. And I am you. building out my ads right now for my 40 over 40 that I just launched. So uh, I'm excited for that to work. I also Yay. get a lot from um, from just word of mouth. And people tag me on Facebook all the time. Um, so I get a lot of leads from that as well.
2: Yeah, that, and that's somewhat of a referral. I mean, a tag. Right. It's not quite, but it's referral slash meets social
3: media. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say so, most of it comes from my website right now. Um, that isn't from the networking group.
1: So are you having someone else do the SEO every time you blog and have that updated or did they yep. just build your, okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. So um, I actually, um, my mom helps me write my blog posts because that's her superpower is she's a writer So we kind of, every week we get together and she helps me kind of flush out an idea or a topic. And then I send it to my web designer and she formats it and she'll change a few words just to rank higher or, you know, we're going to say studio instead of office, you know, stuff like that. So she'll just tweak something, make sure the headlines are all in place. And um, yeah, I just give her like a nominal fee every month to just post the weekly blog posts as well. So it's super helpful. To have somebody that knows how to do that because I do not. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say offhand. Do you happen to know any of those keywords that you know rank a little higher?
3: <laughs> I'll send you a list, Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> I, she just like, hey, I switched this one to this. She gave me a whole keyword um, planner and some blog topics. I did a really like. I think one of my favorite blogs that I've written, probably my favorite, was right after the Portrait Masters shootout.
2: I yeah, wrote we read that called,
3: one <laughs> um, on the shoulders of giants. And that was like I got really emotional. Every, every time I read it, I still get emotional. It's um yeah, it just kind of goes into the gratitude I had for that.
2: Yeah, we read we read that Kevin and I read it last night um, in preparing for <laughs> this.
1: Uh, <laughs> it, it, I was gonna say it's funny that you said that because I'm I'm not um necessarily an emotional person too much. I do, you know. Joy and excitement is part of me, but, you know, the feeling of sadness isn't. But when I read it, I was like, I messaged Ashley. I was like, I think I just choked up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kevin. I love that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he was getting all verklempt over
3: there. I love love that. Well, I I don't know. I have so much gratitude for this community and for Sue. And um, it's, I don't know, It's it's literally the best community out there. I don't know how I don't know how else to say it. It's just, it's the best. Everybody's so encouraging.
2: One thing I would yeah. ask you is like because you have been in the community for such a long time and you do consume so much of the content and you are so active, like, do you, have you ever felt like oh, I know all this already? Because I think sometimes people <laughs> get to that place where they're <laughs> like. Oh, I'm done. I'm done growing. I know it all. You know, but I don't think that's you. Like <laughs> you're so committed to I'm me, not like, that girl. Yeah. yeah. How do you how can you yeah, like explain to people the value of like going deeper on a certain like even when you I may think, think you already get, know it?
3: Yeah, I think if we get too comfortable we stop growing and I love to grow. And like I'm a singer as well. That's why it's harmony photography. And oh. when I was first starting in singing I was obsessed with getting coaching all the time and I wanted to be the best female base in my region. And I was just like a dog with a bone chasing that. Right. And the same thing with photography, like I don't have any aspiration to become Sue Bryce, but I'm going to be the best Angie Witten that I can be as a photographer. And um, like I, you know, I have an incredible accountability partner in the group and she kicks my butt all over Creation And I love that. I, um, you know, through the 90 day startup, she was super encouraging. So just having people like, Hey, don't forget to watch this. And, um, I do the 90 day startup every single time. And I actually, as a Christmas gift, got Rebecca, my assistant, um, super ice education because Ooh. I wanted her, I wanted her to have all of the content available to her as well, because that helps both of us. So yeah. she's already like obsessed. <laughs> She's
1: already a huge fan. Uh, I was going to ask you with being such a serial learner and everything in our community, when, what is the baseline for people that need to know that like, Hey, okay,
3: you've got the education. Now let's, let's implement that. You just have to trust yourself and trust the process. I have been in SBE for uh, six years, seven years like, I feel like I joined as soon as it started. And I listen to Sue literally every day. Every single day, I listen to something. And I just, you know, while I'm doing a shoot, I hear her in my ear. And um, in the best way, you know, and I just feel like I have this little mentor on my shoulder saying, you know, no, move the chin this way or drop the elbow or don't forget the triangle. And um, I think if you just recognize that there is this information available and you just start, you know, do the elephant one bite at a time. Just keep doing the next thing. And what's the next thing I want to learn? And I would really encourage people to start with the self-value because that, again, that is the the key piece to the puzzle. Uh, I don't even know if I'm answering your questions. (laughs) I feel like I just go off on tangents, but um, (laughs) I don't remember what the question was. But like you said, like people thinking that they couldn't do no, the steps? It was, no,
1: it was just <laughs> basically, how do you move on from being a serial learner to really start implementing and how much do you feel that people needed to know was basically the question.
3: Um, I implement it as I learn it. So I'm not like waiting until I'm done to implement all the things as I, you know, if I watch something on designing a PDF, then I design that PDF. Or if I watch a posing um, video, then I try that pose. Or if I watch like Felix's lighting, I try that lighting. So I implement it as quickly as I can. And then if I like it, then I keep it. And then it's like, what's the next thing? I so. love that.
2: I love that. Cause <laughs> I think that's like a lot of the time, the missing piece of the puzzle is mm, taking yeah. action. Unfortunately, <laughs> on <Right>. the information <laughs> that you've learned. Cause um, yeah, like I, I think that that's just so key. Like, for me, um, when I was really starting out, I would try to watch like one of Sue's shooting videos before every shoot I had just to give me one new idea or like you said, one new pose. Or if I right. had a maternity client coming in, I'd watch a new maternity video. Or if I had a man coming in, I'd watch one of the men's posing things just right. to like, keep
3: it fresh. I still do that. I still do that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> It's there. Why not access it? Exactly. PDFs. I have all of the posing cards. Like, like we have all these tools. Why not use them? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to reinvent anything. It's literally all there for you. (laughs) I I told Sue at the shootout, I said, I'm sorry. It took me so long to listen. And she said, don't be sorry because you have to honor that journey. You know, you have to honor the fact that like, you can't just start out day one and you're there and you're at six figures. She's like, don't apologize for the journey, like, be grateful for it. And you probably don't even you wouldn't even recognize yourself from before. And it's like, yeah, it does take steps to get there. It's not overnight, you have to just keep plugging along. And it'll pay off if you like, like I said, if you implement it. Yeah, you have to take the action.
2: <laughs> I love that you said that to you, because, you know, for me, a lot of times things feel really slow in the moment, like, This is my big dream. I'm trying so hard with all my energy to get there. It feels so slow and impossible uphill climb. And then you hit that goal or that milestone or whatever. And then you look back and you're like, actually, I did a lot in the last two years or five years or whatever. And like, this was this hard task or goal. And of course, it would take me a few years to do it and actually it's kind of impressive that it only took me a few years to do but it, in the moment it's like i can't see that all i can right. see is the the climb to it so right. you know i love i love that she said that to you cuz i feel like that's so true of the whole thank process. you and i
3: th- i think part of the mindset is there are two things that i do all the time in my studio that keep me in the right mindset and one of those is i had a lot of money blocks to work through And every time somebody hands me a form of payment internally, I say, I accept this with gratitude. Um, You know, I don't say it out loud because that would be weird. (laughs) I say every (laughs) single time somebody hands me payment, I say, I accept this with gratitude. And then when I leave my studio every day, I turn back and I look at it and I say, I'm so proud of myself because I built this on my own. And just having that gratitude and knowing that it's been a journey and standing in that for a second, every single time I leave, Um, it just keeps me focused on the abundance and the growth and the mindset and the gratitude and things like that. You have to like have those little touch points, right?
2: Yeah. I love that.
3: So
1: you said you dealt with money blocks and you, you're thankful for receiving money. Mm -hmm. Was that the manner in, is that just the way that you approached it initially or did you do any other um, like Work to get through that to really be willing to accept money into your business.
3: Well, I knew that I had a block because it seemed like anytime something was over fifteen hundred dollars, I would have pangs of guilt. Like, I like I felt bad charging that, and I had to work through it. And ironically, um, Matt Stagliano did an episode with you guys. Um, I think it was with Nikki. Uh, where he talked about his money blocks and his story from his childhood. Cause I've been trying to dive in and find, you know, what's my, what's my story because there's usually something um, that triggers like your beliefs around money. And he and I had almost identical stories. So I reached out to him and I was like, wow, that's so funny because I just figured mine out like two days ago and it's almost the same story. So I was able to um, just kind of go back into that moment and that memory and reframe it um, so that I don't have that perception around it anymore. And I think that was helpful. And I just have to understand that people are happy to pay me what they're paying me, or they wouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, I'm not responsible for somebody else's financial decisions. They get to decide if um, the product and service that I offer is an equal exchange for the price that they're willing to pay so did that answer
2: that. it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no that's I think it's just such a good reminder because yeah I think guilt and shame is a big one for people and sometimes we do make up these crazy stories like we're taking from them or whatever but that's not the reality at all it's like they use their own free agency to hire us for the photo shoot they were well educated right they're choosing to buy this package no one is forcing them to you know so
1: no bait and switch anything right
2: yeah so i think that's the main thing you know it's like just checking ourselves and like if you're in integrity with the whole process and you've been clear and communicative you have no reason to feel guilty about
3: absolutely yeah yeah, it goes into the self value thing again. It all, it, for me, it just all circles back. To that.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> all, all circles back.
3: back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
2: one of those like red string boards, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like or like yes, it all ties Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: that's funny. So Angie, <laughs> over the last two years, you've gone, as we said, from four hundred to three thousand. What do you think has been the most crucial aspect to that change that has made it um, give you the biggest jump.
3: I would say actually getting my prices to the proper levels. Um I was I was afraid to use the pricing structure that we um use because I thought nobody would book me. And once I just jumped past that and like gave it a shot, like Okay, I'm gonna try it. We'll see. Like, if I don't book anyone, I guess I can go back. And every time I raise my prices, people still book me. So, um, just recognizing that that fear um, is unfounded. I did get to work with uh, Felicia Reed, one of the mentors within SBE, Mm -hmm. and she went over my pricing with me and um, told me to drop my bottom package. And she helped me streamline the other packages that I had. And that has helped it be less confusing for clients. And, um, it's brought my average up because it makes more sense for them. Um, like it's, it's easier for them to understand which package they want instead of asking a bunch of questions, I guess. Hmm. So
1: says, a confused mind says no. So yep. by removing that bottom package, uh, it was able to help you out. How, yeah. How I had four
3: packages. Be- I was trying to do the bottom packages, like a, just get them in the door, but it's it's Mm -hmm. setting my value too low. Yeah. I've I've seen a lot of
1: people in the community like, Oh, I just, I need, I need to bring them in. So I'm going to offer a a bottom basement level and just hope that they go towards the top. in reality, You're just having that package there is just going to continuously bring your average down, you know? Right. One of the things that I, I, learned from the community i've listening to sarai has been very helpful in that she's incredible yeah yeah
3: (laughs) Yeah. i love her so much
1: (laughs) where and i'm talking about uh sarai taylor roman um who is also one of the mentors within our community that hearing her talk about pricing has real i've seen her help people get over that and very similar to felicia reed has said and raise your price raise your price get rid of that bottom Because Mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna incentivize people to move towards you know the higher packages, right? Absolutely, yeah. How how did it feel for you? What was did you have a level of anxiety fear? Um, For sure, felt
3: like I was gonna puke. (laughs) How long did you give it? Um, I mean, we just launched this new one on January first, and uh, nobody has like screamed at us and. Nope. People are just like, okay, like, and I, you know, I just send out the pricing. Like Rebecca goes over the whole, um, literally it's Sue's canned response of, you know, some people spend 300, some people spend 3000. What you spend is entirely up to you. You don't make that decision until you see your photo. Like I have a script for her and, um, it's, it works. I mean, it works. (laughs) That's the thing is like, if you just get out of your way and do the things, it works. Mm
1: -hmm. And I I think that's the
3: process. Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that's also very crucial for people to practice is having their scripts locked down tight yeah. to be able to look, people are going to tell you no in a multitude of different ways, whether it's no or by, oh, I uh, have an excuse here and there. By having right. a response to their objection is going to help you get People to realize that, hey, this is a good opportunity for you. This is something you probably need or want, and then go forward with the process.
3: Right. I think I have really clever objection responses um, that really work for me and it help, they help people understand the value of what I'm doing. I think I've come up with like a clever system for that, and I think that people like that. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I think it's also important for people to understand too that like not everyone is going to say yes and that's okay. You know, not everyone can afford it. Not everyone values it enough and that's fine. And I get people who say no and then a few years later they come back and it's now a yes. And like, (laughs) you know, so um, sometimes we just get so hung up on the people who say no that we're not really looking at all the opportunity for the people who are going to say yes as well.
3: Right. Yeah. And once you like, like I practiced the objections and what would I say? And then I was explaining it my to my dad one day and this analogy came to me and I was like, holy smokes, I'm keeping that. And like, I liken um, experiences to cheeseburgers. And <laughs> so I don't know if I have a couple minutes to explain the. Objection. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So if people say, well, you know, the lady down the street is this much. It's like, okay. So if you think about cheeseburgers, there is the dollar menu, McDonald's cheeseburger. There you can go to like Applebee's and get a $15 cheeseburger, or you can go to somewhere like Roost Chris and get an $80 cheeseburger. So at the end of the day, they're all meat, cheese, and bun. um, And it's something you consume. So why is one a dollar and one is 80? And I make them answer. And they'll say something like, you know, the quality of the meat or the ambiance or, um, you know, the chef's skills. And I'm like, right. So it goes into the experience. So uh, if you're just hungry and you're in a hurry, McDonald's is fine. Um, But you're probably not going to propose at McDonald's. Right. So the experience, (laughs) the atmosphere, the expertise of the chef, all of those things, it's like there's a little bougie to it. Um, So things have different categories of value within us you know if you're just taking the family out then maybe applebee's is a great choice but and i say you know photography is that way too and here's the kicker i'm not even ruse chris i'm applebee's so if you're just checking a box that you need pictures taken like you do a pumpkin patch every year i'm probably not your photographer but if it matters what the pictures look like and these are going to hang on your walls for 20 years we should probably talk and then if they, you know, I, I always go back to the cheeseburger, which is ridiculous. If they say, like, well, what if I don't get hair and makeup? I say, okay, let's go back to the cheeseburger. Um, let's say you order it without tomato. Does that change the price? No, it's still the cheeseburger. So it's just included in the price. You know what? That's so is- my little <laughs> clever objection. It's like, cheeseburger. you could do it with dresses or cars or houses, but I don't know. I guess I like cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> kevin uh, and i also uh, like i through. was about to say i was about to say i absolutely We're hit love it that up analogy it's kevin
1: oh yeah <laughs> i love that analogy and just to go back to it the correct answer and always the correct answer is in and out
3: <laughs> oh yes that's oh okay, my god we don't have them here we don't uh have them here. Uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah,
1: uh, I'm sorry. That's sure. just a, that's an inside joke between Ashley and I. Yeah, that's like an inside. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> sorry, I don't think I'm...
3: you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Unless> you're right. <laughs> so. It's a California. Yeah, so just joke. coming up with like clever objection responses like that. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of fun to come up with stuff like that.
1: No, that's actually that's <laughs> that's, that's aside. Uh, getting away from the whole in and out joke. Um, that's a fantastic <laughs> way of approaching it. Is is. A way for people to understand the difference between, yes, the word photographer, you think photographer, but there's different qualities throughout the entire process right. of it. And, you and I'm okay with how everybody's my
3: client. I'm okay yeah. with that. Because uh, the other thing is somebody's, like, how hard would it be for a client to be like, oh, I don't care if the pictures are good, <laughs> right? Like, you're oh. not going to be, you know, if I'm like, well, if it matters that they're good, they're not going to be like, oh, I don't care if they're not good, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the other side of it. And sometimes like I want people... want it to be
2: good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, like, sometimes people are looking for, like you said, sometimes they're just looking for that pumpkin patch shoot or that little shoot right. that fills this little yeah. annual need. And maybe it doesn't make sense to spend, like, $1,500 on a pumpkin right. patch shoot, you know? Sure. Like, so I think that's fine. Like, I have clients that are my clients when they want the big thing and i also know that they work with shoot and burn photographers for uh essentially mini session type shoots and that's fine like i don't like begrudge them that like right I don't offer for that sure. other experience you know sometimes you need the dollar cheeseburger that's fine yeah.
3: wrong <laughs> that's right. with that. it's just, like, <laughs> it's just the time and the place for each of the cheeseburgers
2: <laughs> i love it i love it I
3: cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think we're
2: all going out to get uh, a right <laughs>
3: <Right? laughs> oh well, awesome.
1: It has been an absolute pleasure having you on with us today. Um, <laughs> but before we let you go, I want to be sure that people know where to find you. So if you can pl- please go ahead and share your socials with us.
3: Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. I knew that you guys would make it fun. So thank you for that. Um, you can find me online at myharmonyphotography.com. And my Instagram is at myharmonyphotography. And same with Facebook. So everything is myharmonyphotography.
1: Thank you very much. And everyone, yeah. not, I'm not asking. I'm telling you, go follow Angie. She's a fantastic <laughs> person to have around you in your life. She is great. She, you know, you need a friend, go to Angie. <laughs>
3: oh, Love you for please. that, Kevin.
1: <laughs> Man, no problem. And also, be sure to follow the portrait system on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, also, be sure to check out the blog posts that are associated with our Clubhouse interviews at subriseducation.com forward slash blog. You can follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley Portrait. That is A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. And you can find me there as PopLight underscore Photography. If you are a member of Subrice Education and you have more questions for Angie, Ashley, or myself, please go tag us in a post in the SPE members only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Subrice Education and you are interested in learning more of how it can help your business succeed, email Ella in support uh, at support at subriseducation.com. Thank you again for joining us, and we hope you can join us next week.
0: Thanks again for listening today and don't forget you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? Lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's suebriceeducation.com.